Hello, everybody. Welcome to Beyond the Pitch. I'm Christian Jack. Today, we conclude a seven-part series around the Canadian men's national team with one of my favorite guests and a player that many people are starting to fall in love with who are just starting to get to know the Canadian men's national team program, and that is midfielder Mark Anthony Kay. Now, if you missed any of my previous episodes, I suggest you go back and listen to some of them because they are really insightful and, as ever, tell some great stories. And the players, I can't thank them enough for doing that as we get to know many of them away from the pitch. Uh, if you missed them, Richie Larea is available as is Jonathan Azorio, Alistair Johnston. There's a great discussion, of course, with Maxime Cripeau, Samuel Piet, and Kamal Miller. And today, my seventh guest is, as I said, Mark Anthony Kay. Now, I've had the pleasure of interviewing Mark a number of times, and he's told his story in the past where, obviously, he was taken away from Toronto FC, cut from there, went a different route, went to Louisville, eventually was scouted by LAFC when playing for Canada and Bob Bradley, and had a very successful time in Los Angeles, playing for one of the best teams and great fan bases in all of Major League Soccer, making it all the way to a CONCACAF Champions League final, where he played very well in that game. Mark recently got traded from LAFC to Colorado and tells me all about that in this fascinating, insightful discussion where I can't thank him enough for being open and transparent about it. Mark got the call when he was on the bus once in Texas during the Gold Cup and was comforted by his teammates, these very men who he's going to try and qualify for a World Cup with. Again, strengthening that bond. He opens up about the difficult time that that was the case of getting traded, how he's thriving now in a very successful team in Colorado. And as ever with Mark, never shy away from really going above and beyond when it terms when in terms of expectations he talks about how strong of, he really believes a disappointment it would be if this team did not make it to the world cup so many great discussions in there and a wonderful tidbit at the end about his mom that almost brought tears to my eyes we'll get back onto that at the end but here for now is my insightful discussion with canadian men's national team midfielder mark anthony k enjoy Pleasure now to be joined by Mark Anthony Kay from Colorado. That sounds a little bit strange for me to say, I know, but uh, you, you know, I know you're getting used to it. But how's everything going? We're getting ready for the Canadian national team coming as well. But how's life, my friend? Yeah, it's good. Obviously, um, you know, a, a little transition happening over here um, the last couple of weeks. But um, everyone has been really warm and welcoming to me here in Colorado. Um, the team has been doing really well, which makes life a lot easier. Um, and yeah, so I'm just finding my way to, to fit in and continue helping them moving forward. But, uh, other than that, things are good. So I'm, I'm really happy right now. Good to hear that you say the word happy. I've been privileged to interview you a number of times now during your career, and I always enjoy our chats. I think the insight that you bring is is really intelligent, and I know a lot of people have said to me in the past how much they've enjoyed them and take inspiration from you, and you never hide away from how you come through adversity. I think that's a great example of it. So I'm not saying that the move to Colorado was adverse for you, because it obviously is, is going well, but How's that? How does how's a pro athlete handle that? You know, when it happens, you're in the middle of Canadian camp, you get that. How do you feel? How do you go about that? And I'm, and, you know, I'm sure you got loved ones around you to, to support that. But what's that like for you? Yeah, I, it was it was definitely um, difficult. You know, um, I had an idea that something like this would happen, but I didn't know it would go that way that quickly. So I kind of was a little prepared for it, but it did get me it caught me off guard a little bit, but like you said, I did have a good support system around me and I think it really helped out that I found out with the national team. So it wasn't like walking to training one day and finding out you're traded and then, you know, all the emotions hit you. So I was actually on the bus headed to 
um, Houston from Dallas. And I was able to be comforted by like five to seven players when, you know, the news broke and everyone was excited for me because they knew what this meant for, for my career moving forward. So it's, it's never easy, but you always have to have the right mentality going into it and understand that things like this happen in the sport and you're, you're, you're paid to do a job. So when you get to the new team, you got to make sure you hit the ground running and so far so good. You pay to do a job and you're doing a great job of it already. You got the goal, as you said, the team's flying, great coaching staff there, and, and it's a tremendous organization. But we, if you don't mind, take us into that when you're on that bus. You get that text or you see that news. I'm sure your mind's flying a, a million times a minute, is it? You want to speak to your fiance, you're thinking about where you live, what you're going to do next. You've got players around you. I mean, that must be so difficult to comprehend, Mark. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. Obviously, I, I, got a call from LAFC GM and then got a call from the, the GM here in Colorado and things happened pretty quickly. So my phone was, was buzzing a lot. The, the hard conversation that I knew I had to have was obviously with Rachel um, to let her know that we've been traded after California has been our home for so long. Um, yeah. I think, you know, people need to, to highlight how, how the, the spouses or the partners are affected by things like this. And, you know, we had just bought a house um, and, you know, I didn't even get to spend a night in my house, my new house before I was traded. So, yeah, there there were some negative or I guess tough things to deal with it. Mm. But um, like I said, a lot of the guys were excited for me because they knew what it meant. They knew what I was fighting for and LAFC didn't want to give it to me. And, you know, when a team comes in and, and is willing to, to give you your fair value in this league, you know, you're never going to miss out on that opportunity you're always going to take it so um it's tough it's, it's definitely tough because it's a change in lifestyle but you i think we adapt very quickly professionals so it's okay you certainly do it's one of the tremendous attributes that you have i, I love by the way that you caught that you said i had to speak to rachel and tell her we got traded yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good exactly. move my friend that's a it's a good move right away you already know to say you didn't get traded we got traded no, right we did we did we did yeah so she was happy um, again, obviously, she's been working hard to, to set herself up in, in California, um, especially after last year, the pandemic set a lot of things back. But um, she's a hardworking girl, so I know she'll figure it out here. And luckily, she actually has some family out here. So that's that's really nice. Even better. So obviously, it happened with the Canadian men's national team. I don't think you probably needed that to strengthen the bond, right? But I'm sure it did strengthen the bond because, you know, talking to a number of these players on this team, now you're here on camp with Canadians is, you know, those moments that you've been through both on and off the pitch together, like a family it is real, isn't it, Mark? This strength of brotherhood that we keep hearing is genuine and real from this group. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Those are all my family members. And to just have that safe space where, you know, you're in a tough situation like that and, and, within two to three minutes, you feel better about the situation already because of the guys you're around. And that's just a testament to the culture we have, like you said, on and off the field. Um, we really know that we have an opportunity to do something special here. And it's, it's created a lot of genuine relationships. And it's just, it's, it's important in life to have people like that around you. So we're very fortunate that we all get to play soccer and enjoy our time together. But um, yeah, it's a good group of guys and it's going to help us go and push for the World Cup. I want to give you some more credit because you were one of the first people I ever remember saying we can qualify for Qatar 2022. And you, yeah. you and when you said it, I thought like if I was his teammate, 
I, I'm, I'm all in here. I, you believed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now everyone's saying it, you know, and now everyone's buying in externally and internally. This is no pipe dream, is it? This is no fantasy. No. This is like, oh, this might happen. This is real. This is a goal that you guys have set aside to, to say that we should be there. hundred percent, hundred percent. We know that we need to qualify. Um, you know, even after the Mexico game, I told John right on the field, I said, we're, we're going to qualify for this world cup. We, hundred percent believe it and it will be um a, a massive failure and disappointment if we don't we 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 know for sure that we're going to qualify and it's just game by game we got to take but it's exciting to have that self-belief within the group and where does that self-belief come from does it come from the top does it come from john does it come from senior leadership members like yourself does it come from maybe everybody the youth that you know you got players here still teenagers obviously world stars but does it come from everybody I think it comes from everyone. Obviously, I think, you know, you got to give John credit for for being the top leader and the one who kind of set the pace for it. Um, but I think everyone has bought in. And after, you know, these last three years where we're, we're competing with the, the top teams in CONCACAF and giving them a run for their money, and then we have this Gold Cup where we feel terrible about not getting to the finals it's, it's a different feeling than years before you know we knew that we should have won this gold cup it wasn't oh we did well we got out of our group it was like no we're, we're mad that we didn't get to the finals and show everyone that we could win so there's just self-belief on all levels of the team and with the young guys coming in they have a safe space to go and you know showcase themselves look at a player like Tejan who has just you know exploded on the scene obviously he's done well with the mls team but when he comes in now he's just so confident because we we all believe that we're we're good enough to be in the world cup and it's just a great feeling to be part of a team like that it's a great feeling to be a part of a team like that but how greater is it for feeling that you're actually making a difference that you are i think you know, you're a guaranteed, you're almost a guaranteed starter in this team now. You, the way you and Steph are playing in a two in the midfield with a stackio, mm -hmm. uh, and that wasn't always the case, Mark. You know, I go back mm -hmm. to the early camp, you know, the World Cup qualifiers, there was the Aruba team and the Suriname team, right? And you yeah, were in the yeah. other team. And I know yeah, John yeah. Herbert was very complimentary about how you forced your way from that team to get to the other team, almost seen as the second team to get to the first team. And you pushed and you made sure that you were on the first team. How important was that for you to do that? And what, what does that say for you to now make an impact that you are making and you know that in the best 11, you're in it? Yeah, well, like any player always wants to start a game. Um, I always want to be the best version of myself. And I think when I'm at my best level, yeah, I should be in a, in a starting 11 wherever I am in the world. But obviously coaches have their certain uh, styles of play or certain personnel they need for a given game. And um, I think it really showed the development of my character when I realized that it didn't really matter if I started against Aruba or Suriname. I just wanted to make sure that I, I did my role, played the part so that the team could win. Because at the end of the day, if we all win, we all get to the World Cup. So starting 11, yeah, it's great, of course, you know, when you can get in there. But um, at this point, like, we're all in it for each other. So if there's games where I'm rotated out, that's fine. I'll be on the bench cheering my team on. If there's games where I'm starting, then I'll, I'll take that, you know, responsibility and, and help the team win those games also on the field. So... Yeah, it's. I was asked the question before, but um, to me, I don't think about it too much anymore. Interesting stuff. Great, great mindset. What's it like? Uh, or what was it like playing inside the midfield with Stefano Stacchio at the Gold Cup, where you guys ran the show a lot of the times? 
Yeah, it's good. He, he's, he's a very good player. Um, he's very lively um, behind the ball. You know what I mean? He, he gets, a, a, he gets in good positions where he can make tackles and interceptions. And that works amazing for me. Who's the type of player who loves to be on the ball, you know? So when you're working with a midfielder who, who does that work and then gives you the ball in great positions, then my qualities come out where I can find final passes and he can also find a final pass too. So we don't always rely on each other to just uh, use our strengths. Sometimes like the other player could do it too. So um, we've created a good um, relationship in there um, and I'm excited to continue building on it, but he's a great player. Obviously you're a central midfielder, but I think there's still an element of versatility to your game, Mark, in terms of, Mm -hmm. I like to see you as a left-sided player play sometimes on the right and how you open up the games. Talk to us a little bit about how different that is sometimes when you're asked to do different responsibilities and also your connections to wide players because one of the major strengths of this team is those triangles you're forming and how you stretch teams pretty quickly. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, because growing up, I played so many positions. Uh, Time at TFC, I was left back. Time at Louisville City, I was a left wing. Uh, It was only until I got to LAFC that I started playing centrally. Um, so I have a good understanding for what each position requires of that player. Um, and just, you know, understanding the game allows you to be able to be fluid and move with the play. Um, so I think the best players in the world could be caught in any position and figure out how to get out. And I pride myself on working to get to that level. And that's something you got to do. So versatility is important, especially for a coach like John, who has so many good players that like versatility is going to come into it and hopefully get some other guys on the field. So for me, it's, it's just trying to put my attacking players in the best possible position to score goals, regardless of what position I'm in. You guys are united by obviously where you're from United by belief and also outstanding individual talents that you're all there. The other thing I think you've got a lot about is is each one of you have had different journeys to where you are. And each one of you at times, I think, almost every one of you, even Alfonso, David, Jonathan, David, were told you guys are not going to make it to this mm-hmm. level, right? Is yeah. that something that drives this team? Is it something you can, you can feel internally of everybody? I think so. I think we've all seen the hard work that everyone has put in on their own personal careers to get to where they are today. And I do think that Bond helps us get closer together. Um, I could probably go on every single player on the team on how they've had setbacks and how they've had to prove themselves in a situation that they should have got an opportunity. So I think that fight that we all have has given us a collective fight to, to work toward our, towards our goals. So, and it's just, it's so, it's so nice seeing when guys actually get the success they deserve. You know, when you see Alfonso and you see Jonathan David, but when you also see a player like Kyle Laird, who, has a year like last year, or you see Richie who had to go on an open, like a trial to play with TFC and now one of their best players. It's just things like that. So we just know that um, we really have this deep down motivation to always prove ourselves and, and it works together in a group. You have the motivation and you can see you have the drive, but what I also love about it is that it hasn't made you tight it, yeah. The last thing I would say is that you're a tight group, right? You, yeah. Who keeps it loose? Like, you know, because we see we see you on the field all the time, right? We can yeah. only evaluate with the evidence in our eyes, but you spend hours upon hours with these guys. You say you're like family, Bruce. You know, who keeps it loose? What, what, what kind of relationships are formed that way? Well, the thing is, is we've all grown up around each other. There's a big, big percentage of the national team come from Ontario. 
So we knew each other when, when soccer was just fun and games and we're just kids and we remember that, you know what I mean? So yeah, we're grown up now and some have kids and some have wives, but it's the same boyhood dream of being around your, your brothers, you know? So yeah, we're, we're serious when we need to be, but outside and off the field, it's, it's amazing that you're with your friends all the time. Like it's the best feeling ever. And that's what keeps us loose. That, that relationship you have outside of soccer, you know what I mean? That you can call up one of the guys and have a conversation about life stuff. Mm. That's really important when I think uh, you're trying to build a successful team and a successful culture. And that must be amazing to be on the other end of that. You talked about them being there for you on that bus ride when you found out. But for you to be there for them, I'm sure you seem like a giving person. For you yeah. to just listen to other people and have that, that must feel great for yourself. Yeah, hundred. well... Again, like you, you pride yourself on being a good person. And sometimes you, to be a good person, you need to just listen and not talk and to give that safe space to someone. So the amount of times I've had conversations with guys dealing with whatever they're going through, if it's a contract situation or they're not getting playing time at their club, we've all been through that. So we share our experiences with the advice and we just give them an open ear. So, um, yeah, I just I love the fact that we're all so close and we can call anyone up. So it's good. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, my I have a better strength of listening than I have talking. Somehow I was given this job to talk and people ask my opinion on the game sometimes. But I'll be honest, sitting here, listening to you, sitting in quiet, watching games, that, they're my favorite times, you know, and then I'm asked yeah. to talk sometimes and people are on my, you know, what I'm saying. It's not something I'm always that comfortable with. It found me, yeah. you know, I love what you <laughs> said there about listening. You know, that's for me is, is, is a wonderful way way of learning what about Canada soccer mark where we're at right now in 2021 this is pretty special no I mean mm -hmm. I know you followed the game for a long time but your team succeeding the women winning gold medals you know what I mean in Canadian Premier League is is thriving you know we've got MLS teams getting back to Canada now and the game's being played at home uh this is a this is a, a stop and smell the roses moment yeah yeah it's about time it's about time you know what I mean I think when you look at the, the resources that Canada has, it's about time that things start going well. We need to be a powerhouse in every sport. And us at the men's national team, we're doing our part to, to push Canada in that direction. Obviously, the women's getting gold does that too. So it, Canada needs to be a powerhouse. It has to be, you know, and that's what we're working towards. So it's exciting. You're right. It, it is a very exciting moment right now. No more minnows. No more no. David versus Goliath stories. No, Forget no it, right? More. We're done with it. Yeah. No, no it's done. <laughs> uh, last couple with you. And again, thanks so much for your time. I, I really enjoy it. That anthem that unites you guys when you go over that line, you, uh, you, you know, you spent some fun with these guys training all week. The whistle's about to start. You, 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 you stand arm in arm and you sing Oh Canada with your buddies. What's that like? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a special moment. Um, you know, we have always tried to figure out ways to put ourselves out there in a way that shows how united we are. And I think sometimes it's forced, you know, but um, I think when it comes from the players, it's so genuine and very authentic that it becomes so real that people see that connection between the guys. And I just remember, um, you know, I think it was what game was, I think it was in Sur against Suriname in Chicago. And, you know, I didn't start that game and just being on the bench, I just wanted to be so loud singing the national anthem. And then in Haiti, I was like, you know what, like 
let's let's give them a sense of fear like let's be like we're not scared of you guys like yeah we came all the way here the pitch is terrible it's hot all the excuses you can make up in the world but i'm like let's sing our national anthem with so much pride that these guys are like oh snap like these are the players we have to go against and you know kudos to the italian national team because they do it all the time and i felt like why can't we do that we're so proud and prideful of our country we should be able to show that every time we have a national anthem and now just it that's the the standard and it's amazing you see it whenever the national anthem is being played everyone is blaring at the top of their lungs and and it's just a good feeling it gets you riled up and ready to go yeah i love it and you can see it makes a big difference for you guys and the brotherhood is there um last one what would it mean to you personally to get to qatar 2022 it would, it would mean the world, you know, right away. I think about my mom, I think after everything she's given me to, to give her the opportunity to go to a world cup and watch her son and the country that gave us so much, I think it would, it would make my life. You know what I mean? That's what I'm striving for. And then also all my teammates who have their own dreams and family members who are looking up to them. I just, it's, it's bigger than us. It's not just for me. You know what I mean? And I say my mom first, but then it goes to all the kids who are trying to play this game and really have some role models to look up to. But yeah, it'd mean the world to my mom, 100%. Goosebumps, mate. You got the goosebumps yeah. here for me. Yeah, good good for you. You know, go to the mom first, right? Hey, listen, you know, I could talk to you all day. You know that every <laughs> time. Every time we have a chat, I could chat with you every day about football, about life, about all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, you just keep swinging, man. Just keep swinging and you keep going out there. You're doing a fantastic job, an outstanding player in MLS, an enormous part of this fantastic Canadian soccer program. Uh, you should be proud of where you've gone and how far you've come. Again, thanks so much for your time. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Christian. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. An enormous thanks again to Mark Anthony Kay for joining me from Colorado prior to, prior to this international break. Um, but as you can tell, you know, there's real strength in those words. And if you're his teammate and he talks to you over the way that he talks to me, you can see that you just want to fight with this guy and go out there and run through a wall to try and make it to the World Cup. I love the stories he talked about. But at the end there, that, men that mention when he said it's not about us, it's beyond us. Talks about his mom, talks about his teammates, but talks about a pathway for other Canadian kids to dream about getting, getting to a World Cup. And now he said it would be a major sorry a quote massive failure if we do not make it to the world cup there's real belief there and as i said to him in the interview he was the first person that i remember saying it publicly that they felt they were going to do that what about that story he shares there on the pitch in the gold cup semi-final when he says to john herbman after the game we're going to make it to a world cup belief out of losing just because of the way that they played cannot thank him enough and cannot thank you enough for that downloading all these podcasts and watching these youtube videos with a tremendous amount of successful numbers about it um, it's just all about telling stories. It's about getting these players out there a little bit more, um, you know, finding ways that we can relate to them. I can't thank them enough for sharing those stories. And again, what an enormous game we've got going. If you're listening to this after the game against El Salvador, I can imagine that that's still fine as well, because as I said, timely interviews um, about these players, but also, you know, really not time sensitive at all in terms of what you're going to find out about them. Enjoy the game tonight. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, an enormous game against El Salvador kicked off at 7.30 from BMO Field live on Swan Soccer pregame show at 6.30 and can be pl.ca will have all your sound and reaction and all our written analysis pieces as well uh, so enjoy it thank you canada hope you're having a great week enjoy the match take care of each other stay well be healthy and safe god bless i'll speak to you soon